Well, hey there, folks. Welcome to this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Uh, this is the Truth in a Thousand Words or Less for January 14th. Wow. Um, just wow. I, I <laughs> you know, there comes a point uh, where you just... Um, you just lose the words to say, and uh, this week has been unimaginable in some respects um, in terms of where we've devolved into as a country, and um, to be honest, I had every desire to write about how much I hated uh, Alabama this week <laughs> and switch out of anything but politics, and unfortunately, politics just keeps coming back front and center. Um, I had had every intention to move truth in a thousand words or less away from politics for a while. And, um, and somehow or another, as a writer, especially somebody as a, as a writer who is uh, dealing with contemporary issues and, and whatnot, um, it seems to be imperative to, that we, um, at some point or another, that we have to discuss the issues of the day. And, especially when those issues are as, as prescient as, um, as the ones that we have before us. What, I don't know what all of you were doing while you, the events unfolded before us. I was actually on a, a chairlift skiing and I didn't, I didn't see any of it for hours and hours. And, and um, and all of a sudden I was on the chairlift and I, um, decided to just check my check Facebook really quick and all of a sudden you just start scrolling through and you're like what the hell is happening and suddenly you start to see some of the details play out I got home um, and watched on uh, watched on the news and saw what was going on and just at a gas tour like many of us uh, and so while I didn't want to write this week about the capital insurrection I felt like it was necessary and I felt like it was necessary um, despite the fact that there are so many, um, there's so much news coverage of what's been going on, um, like always with truth in a thousand words or less, I, I wanted to take it from a somewhat different angle. I, I think that we have to get to a point of saying enough is enough is enough and, um, and to start having meaningful consequences. I think those of us who um, align ourselves politically on the left have tried to, to try to be bigger people, right? It's the old Michelle Obama, when they go low, go high, and that we've tried to step back and, and try to, um, as much as we can, to work um, in, a, in a sense of um, camaraderie with, uh, with our, our opponents on the right, like with the folks, um, our, the other folks on the other side of the political aisle, and to, to continue to move forward with fairness and decency and integrity. Uh, and that has been met with none of that. Um, the, far, the right wing, the Republican Party in this country has gone so far astray, not from its, just from its own values, um, but from American values. It, it's devolved into a, a, genuinely a train wreck. And, uh, and there's, you know, I saw a statistic the other day that 72% of Republicans still support Trump after what happened. And at that point, you're no longer a political party. You're a, you're a cult. I mean, you are, uh, and I know it's a cult with a lot of people in it, um, but that doesn't make it any less cultish. You've abandoned reason and you've abandoned the values that got you there in the first place. You can't tell me you're an American and that you believe in an attack on the American capital. If you feel 
and, I, and so I'm going to go into in the article, you're nuts, but okay, you know, like we, you have the right to be an idiot in this country. And that includes believing that there was somehow or another voter fraud, which is preposterous. Uh, not that there was voter fraud, but that there was any significant voter fraud. And to be honest, the, the voter fraud went in both ways. But it, it, it's so small. The number of cases is so preposterously small. Um, there's no way it, it, it could even come close to affecting an election. But you're entitled to that opinion. But to think that it's okay, that despite your objections, that you to lead an insurrection against the government to, to try to um, force your way into the U.S. Capitol and, and go about it in that way is, um, it's distressing. Um, and that, I think, is, uh, that, I, that, that I have no, uh, like many Americans, I, I don't know where we go from here. And I, I went to write the column this week, and I just no longer knew where to, where to go. I don't know where we go from here. Um, but I did know that it was important to um, take a somewhat different angle on this and to try to look at who's accountable beyond um, just the obvious and how, because I think without some sort of reckoning, without some sort of um, change in regards to how things, the spread of misinformation, that we're not going to get anywhere. And so with that, uh, I bring you this week's, uh, this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less, Who Lit This Dumpster on Fire? So this is where we are at as a country, huh? Well, that precipitous decline into moral bankruptcy and social anarchy sure didn't take long, now did it? What we witnessed last Wednesday was the tragic demise of American exceptionalism, if such a thing ever really existed, and the all but certain fall from our standing as an exemplar to aspiring democracies. Like many of us, I have so many different emotions in watching this all unfold before us. But as a writer, I have a bevy of words to choose from. I am outraged, disappointed, frustrated, angry, and disillusioned. I'm despondent, fearful, tired, antsy, and passionate and upset. And let's face it, I'm downright fucking pissed. But what I don't have a word for, what I will never find the words for, is the sinking pit in my stomach that this just might be the beginning of the end of American democracy. Now let's get one thing straight right here and now. There is absolutely no evidence whatsoever of widespread voter fraud. Period. Over 60 lawsuits filed by the Trump administration, including his appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, have been laughed out of court, often by Trump-appointed judges. Trump's own Attorney General, William Barr, investigated these claims, and though Biden's victory meant that he would soon be out of a job, declared vehemently that there was no evidence of any illegal votes that would have impacted the election. Chris Krebs, the Trump-appointed head of election cybersecurity, declared this presidential election to be the most secure election in American history. And even Lindsey Graham, a devoted Trump sycophant, declared that he was, quote-unquote, out on these false theories of voting irregularities after begging for examples of widespread voter fraud, only to find a spattering of incidents, many of which actually favored Trump. And when you lose Lindsey Graham, you know you have a credibility problem. Oh, and just in case you forgot or just don't really give a damn, Trump also claimed that he would have won the popular vote in 2016, except for 3 million illegal votes, establishing a commission headed by Kansas Republican and huge Trump ass kisser Chris Kobach to investigate it. Despite spending nearly two years and millions of taxpayer dollars trying as hard as he could to support Trump's claims, do you want to know how many cases Kobach's commission found before being disbanded in 2018? I'll give you a hint. 
It wasn't three million. In fact, you could count the number of cases they found on your hands. One hand if you were the six-figure man from Princess Bride. So either Trump is downright delusional, or he is willfully feeding his supporters misinformation in order to erode their confidence in our country's election and foment an anger that he had to know and hope would erupt into an incident like this. But we've always known Trump was a narcissist and a psychopath, so what did you expect? Of course he was going to go to any lengths necessary to hold on to the power he so desperately craves, riling up an angry mob to incite an insurrection against the very government he's supposed to represent. So let's forget about Trump for a moment and ask who really is to blame for this assailing of American democracy. While Trump's largely uneducated base may be prone to accepting Trump's outlandish claims without merit, elected representatives are supposed to be smarter than this. And of course, in most cases, they are. The Republican congressional leaders who kept pushing debunk conspiracy theories knew that they knew were untrue, all to undermine confidence in our free and fair elections just for their own political advantages, should be held accountable by voters for putting party before country, even at the peril of societal chaos and the very dismantling of our sacred institutions. They know this is bullshit, but they couch their unfounded dissent on the notion that quote-unquote, many of their constituents have voiced concerns over the election's integrity. The problem with that assertion is that they are the ones that have precipitated these voting integrity concerns among their constituents by consistently spreading the same misinformation coming out of Donald Trump's ever-widening pie hole. This is akin to a home security company hiring thieves to go rob your house and then offering their services to protect your home, saying something like, Nice house you have there. Shame if someone came in and robbed it. Oh, they have. Well, have we got the answer for you. Equally repugnant and culpable are the right-wing news outlets who have been disseminating misinformation for years now, but have ramped up their lies into a bullshit crescendo that has flung more manure regarding this election than a John Deere fertilizer spreader. Pandering to an audience that seems remarkably low on critical thinking skills, but replete with a willful suspension of disbelief, these media outlets continue to abuse the public trust by purporting to be sources of fair and balanced journalism when they are really no more than right-wing propaganda machinations. Want to know how to tell your news source is completely full of crap? They are forced to air retractions of numerous false claims after being sued by a voting machine company that wasn't even used in the states in question. Due to fears of being bankrupted by defamation suits from Dominion Voting Systems, Fox, Newsmax, and America One all had to air lengthy retractions of their claims, publicly acknowledging that they had deliberately misled their viewers into believing that widespread voter fraud had taken place, even though they knew there was no evidence whatsoever that that was actually the case. But still somehow people tune into and believe this nonsense? Well, as H.L. Mencken once said, Nobody ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the American people. Together, Republican leadership in Congress and their allies in right-wing media have fomented the outrage that led to last Wednesday's dire events. Although they have lit the match that sparked this potent conflagration, but now want to slink away into the recesses of the night, it is imperative that we hold them accountable for their acts of sedition and their betrayal of the public trust. To be honest, I'm not sure if American democracy is even salvageable at this point. I really don't. But what I do know 
is that if these two entities are allowed to go forward with impunity from their acts of treason, that our divide will only amplify as the right retreats further and further into their echo chamber of misinformation. And that might well prove to be the undoing of the great American experiment. You know, it's funny, I, I, I hate ending a column on such a dire note. I mean, it's, uh, but it was exactly, um, it was exactly what this event and this column called for was, um, that ending is as real and as true as I can imagine. I honestly don't know where we go here from here, folks, but we will be back next week one way or another, no matter how crazy crap gets over the next week or so. We will be back next week with another truth in a thousand words or less, and hopefully I will not be talking about politics. But one way or the other, we will be here. Uh, find us on, uh, of course, find us on www.waitingfortoday.com. Uh, you can also um, read Truth in a Thousand Words or Less on Medium each and every week. You can also listen to this, the podcast version. It's available. Well, you already found it, so you probably know where, but it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean. Um, I am leaving out some because I can't think of them off the top of my head, but it's available everywhere uh, that you get podcasts. Uh, and we, uh, as I said, we're going to be starting to mix things up, uh, here in a couple weeks. Um, so continue to tune in, spread the love, um, share it with everybody that you know. And as always folks, thank you so much, uh, for, uh, for listening, for downloading, and, uh, we will be back next week. Thanks everyone.